Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Two separate. Scary because like uh, we saw like a lot of police officers and ambulances. Two separate weekend shootings in Chelsea. One dead, three hurt. A long-awaited memorial to the 26 victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre opens. Democrats will control the U.S. Senate. Party control of the U.S. House of Representatives hangs in the balance. A former football player at large suspected in a shooting at the University of Virginia. Tragedy at a Dallas air show. Two vintage military planes collide, killing six. A 42-year-old man from Queens with a prior gun charge was killed. Three other people were injured in two separate shootings in Chelsea, Saturday night into early Sunday. Police say the man killed had a prior gun charge two blocks from Saturday's shooting. A man and a woman also hurt taken to a hospital in stable condition as shots rang out after 10 p.m. Mark Barras, an employee at a nearby venue, spoke to ABC7. Okay, we saw like a lot of police officers and ambulances. So we didn't know actually what happened, but uh, we knew that something bad happened. Police say the first shooting happened on 25th Street between 10th and 11th Avenues. About 3.30 a.m. Sunday morning, more gunfire erupted in Chelsea. Police responded to a shooting just blocks away on West 23rd Street to find a 32-year-old man shot in his chest. He was taken to Bellevue. No arrests or motive behind either shooting. A long-awaited memorial to victims of the Sandy Hook Massacre opened to the public on Sunday, drawing a steady stream of visitors. No ceremony marked the opening in keeping with Newtown's tradition of marking anniversaries and other remembrances of the shooting with quiet reflection. Jenny Hubbard, mother of victim Catherine Hubbard, spoke to Sky News. When you have a tragedy like Sandy Hook or any other tragedy that rocks any community, it's nice to have a place that marks that moment. The memorial is a man-made water feature with the names of the 26 people killed engraved in the top of a stone wall supporting the pool. A cobblestone walkway surrounds the memorial. The Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre December 14th, 2012. 20-year-old Adam Lanza shot and killed 26 people, 20 children, and six adults after killing his mother and then turning the weapon on himself as EMS arrived at Sandy Hook Elementary. Democrats have won control of the U.S. Senate. They did so on Saturday. Incumbent Nevada U.S. Senator Catherine Cortez Masto narrowly defeating her challenger, Republican Adam Laxalt, by a little more than 6,000 votes. We've known this was going to be a, a tough campaign, but like all of you, I'm a Nevadan, and I know what it takes to deliver for my home state. So when the national pundits said I couldn't win, I knew Nevada would prove them wrong. Right now, the split in the 100-member Senate is 50 Democrats to 49 Republicans, with Democratic Vice President Kamala Harris, of course, casting any potential tie vote. In Georgia, Democratic incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock faces GOP challenger Herschel Walker in a December 6 runoff. The fate of the House is still uncertain. The split this morning, 212 to 204, 
With several states still in play, Alaska's Senate race has advanced to rank choice voting, though the seat will stay in Republican hands. Police at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville are searching for the suspect in an on-campus shooting Sunday night. University police say they are looking for Christopher Darnell Jones, Jr. He's a former UVA football player in connection with that shooting. The shooting was initially reported about 10.30 p.m. Sunday when shots were fired in Culbreth Garage. Shortly afterwards, a campus-wide alert was issued announcing the suspect was at large and telling all people at UVA to shelter in place. What you're hearing there, horror at a Dallas Airshore show over the weekend. Six people were killed when two historic military planes suddenly collided. A national transportation official said Sunday that key to this investigation is why the aircraft were sharing the same airspace just before that fatal impact. Several videos that were posted to social media showed a World War II-era bomber flying into a fighter plane erupting into a ball of fire. Michael Graham, a member of the NTSB Safety Board, spoke during a news conference. The expertise of our investigators and the witness uh, marks of the wreckage and things like that provides us a lot of information. But there are times that we cannot determine the probable cause to an accident. The crash came three years after the crash of a bomber in Connecticut that killed seven people. It spurred ongoing concern about the safety of air shows involving older warplanes. The company that owned the planes flying in the wings over Dallas Air Show this past weekend had other crashes in its more than 60-year history. Dallas Fire Rescue said there were no reports of injuries on the ground at the Dallas Air Show. President Joe Biden highlighting his administration's efforts to combat climate change on the international stage. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has more. And this summer, the United States Congress passed and I signed into law my proposal for the biggest, most important climate bill in the history of our country, the Inflation Reduction Act. In a speech to the United Nations COP27 summit, Biden said that law will help usher in a new era of clean energy and economic growth. The measure includes nearly $370 billion to support climate initiatives. Biden said, quote, good climate policy is good economic policy, and he declared the U.S. is on track to meet emissions targets laid out in the Paris Climate Agreement. By 2030. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. The COP27 summit underway in Bali, Indonesia. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, the Republican senator there, said on Sunday that the timing of the upcoming Senate GOP leadership vote on November 16th is absurd. Johnson is urging his colleagues to delay the election. During an appearance on Fox News' Sunday Morning Futures, Johnson told host Maria Bartiromo that more discussions on the leadership election are needed. Think about it. If, if we hold those elections right away Wednesday, you probably have more campaigning done in a high school class president uh, election than we would have in the most delivered body uh, in, the, in the world. Uh, it, it is absurd. It is preposterous. They need to be delayed. We need to have these discussions. Other GOP senators have also called for delaying the vote until after the results of the Georgia Senate runoff. That's on December 6th. Democrats secured control of the U.S. Senate with a win in Nevada called Saturday night. And longtime Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell is widely 
expected to remain in his position. However, former President Trump has lobbied for Senator Rick Scott, the Republican from Florida, the head of the GOP Senate Campaign Committee, to challenge him. Johnson said there were too many unknowns to press ahead with the vote, noting that the Georgia runoff in the Alaska Senate election, in which moderate Senator Lisa Murkowski is in a tight race with Trump-backed Kelly Shabaka, has not yet been officially decided. Three overwhelmed Southern California hospitals have begun using overflow tents outside of their emergency rooms. It's to cope with a rising number of patients with the flu. The move comes amid a rise in flu symptoms in emergency rooms in the San Diego County area. Dr. Hakeem Adeni spoke to KCRA in Sacramento about what people can do to avoid the flu as they travel for the upcoming holiday season. If you're able to mask during those time frames, I definitely would suggest it. I would stay away from the cloth mask, go with at least a surgical mask if you can, a KN95, ones with filtration uh, so that you're protecting yourself. Chances are not everyone around you is going to be masking. So if you could provide some protection for yourself, that would be helpful. About 9% of those patients had flu symptoms last week, up from 7% two weeks ago, according to a county report out of San Diego. Tents are up at Scripps Memorial Hospital in Encinitas, Jacobs Medical Center at UC San Diego Health in, in La Jolla and Sharp Grossmont Hospital areas in La Mesa out in California. Well, General Motors, uh, GM has announced a recall and 77 WABC's Bob Brown tells us why and what models are affected. Nearly 340,000 SUVs are under recall in the U.S. by General Motors. The issue is their daytime running lights can stay on when the regular headlights have been turned on. GM is recalling 2021 Chevrolet Tahoes and Suburbans along with GMC Yukon and Cadillac Escalade models. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. A relentless surge of immigrants crossing the border in El Paso, Texas, of course, from Mexico, are flooding the area's airports. Stranded migrants are encamped on the airport's floor. El Paso has closed a welcome center and also stopped busing migrants to sanctuary cities like New York City. Sam Rodriguez is director of the El Paso International Airport, and he spoke to KVIA ABC7 about the situation at the airport about a month ago. We offer him the opportunity to go to, to a hotel, uh, which is part of the operation and the response that the city has put in place so that they don't have to spend the night here. Because, again, we're not set up um, as, a, as a shelter. We don't have I mean, there's restaurants um, that are available for food purchase, but we don't we don't have that. Uh, just really available for the uh, for the migrants. And as many as 130 people are packing into a designated area at that airport. The Annunciation House Charity has started busing immigrants to Denver, Colorado, partly so they can fly out of Denver's airport to their final destination and alleviate demand and crowding at El Paso's travel hub. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky on Sunday said 400 Russian war crimes have already been documented in Kershaw just days after Moscow's troops retreated from the region as Russia retreated and they bombed the water facility there. Russia's defense minister, Sergei Shigo, announced the retreat on Wednesday. Retired Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling spoke to CNN about the Kershaw retreat. They have been brilliant in terms of their operational plan and their conduct uh, of their uh, the events that have led up to this pushing the Russian forces to the uh, eastern bank of the Dnipro River. And it, it was certainly a victorious day.
Moscow withdrew its troops from the strategic city right near the mouth of the Black Sea after months of occupation and just weeks after Russia's President Vladimir Putin moved to annex that region. Zelensky lauded the retreat as a historic day but remained cautious about soldiers left behind and about the damage done to that area during the Russian occupation. Ukrainians in Kershaw celebrated their liberation but now face a lack of electricity and running water after Russian troops destroyed the city's infrastructure along with a shortage of food and medical supplies. 77 WABC News Time coming up on 515. A lot happening this weekend in sports. Quite a Bills game yesterday. Yeah, wow. How about that? All right. Yeah. What's going on, Justin? Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. We'll start with the Jets here. Uh, they enjoyed their bye week, and now we'll move quickly to the Giants. <laughs> they did what they were supposed to do at home against the lowly Houston Texans team. The G-Men stuck with what works, and that's Saquon Barkley. The star running back carried a career-high 35 times for 152 yards and route to the 24-16 win, including this touchdown late in the third to help New York pull away. Handoff Barkley runs right to the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! Saquon Barkley from two yards out. His sister Sixth rushing touchdown of the season, and the Giants answer Houston with seven of their own with 2.21 to go. The call, courtesy of CBS, the right arm of Daniel Jones was able to handle the light load that Barkley had left for him, going 13 of 17 for 197 yards and two touchdown passes. As the Giants moved to 7-2 on the year, good for sole possession of second place in the NFC East. They'll remain at home next Sunday when they welcome the Detroit Lions into town. And on the ice yesterday, it was just the Rangers in action as they dominated the Arizona Coyotes at home and route to a 4-1 to win. It was all Rangers all night long as they'd score four unanswered goals after a scoreless first period to secure the victory. With the the eventual game winner coming off the tape of Adam Fox late in the second period. Up next for the Hockey Blue Shirts is a four-game West Coast trip set to begin in Seattle on Thursday night. On the ice tonight, you've just got the Islanders in Ottawa at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time to face off with the Senators. And wrapping up on the hardwood, the Nets and Knicks were both losers in their Sunday contest. Brooklyn fell on the road to the uh, Lakers in Los Angeles. By a score of 116-103 to 103 with Anthony Davis shining with his, uh, with his season-high 37 points. And at MSG, the Knicks fell flat against the Oklahoma City Thunder, losing by a score of 145-135. to 135. Both teams are off tonight and will be back in action tomorrow. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. Time for Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Wall Street coming off its best week since June. Stocks jumping after October's inflation update came in lighter than forecast. The news sent the Dow Jones Industrials up 1,200 points Thursday. All three indexes higher for the week. Earnings season continues. Retailers in focus this week. Walmart reports tomorrow. Economists targeting a Sales declined for Walmart from the previous quarter, but up more than 5% year-over-year. Walmart upped its outlook after last quarter's earnings, noting the inventory glut has peaked. Home Depot reports tomorrow. Revenue forecast to have declined more than 13%. Wall Street remains upbeat on Home Depot's outlook, despite signs of weaker demand. In October retail data Wednesday, Wall Street targets a slight increase from September, mostly driven by higher prices. Please join me several times each weekday right here. Here on 77 WABC, this is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 
checking futures this morning. Everything's in the red. The Dow at 33,649 points, down 113 points or 0.33%. And the S&P has fallen 18 and a half points. The Nasdaq down by 86 and a half points. As for gold at $1,759.50 an ounce this morning, that's down $9.90 an ounce. As for crude oil, it's down 80 cents a barrel at $88.16. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. A winter epidemic for kids is looming and RSV is to blame. 77 WABC's Noam Layden has the story. There has been a very early surge in respiratory infections or RSV, especially in young children. Doctors across the nation say they're running out of beds for all the kids being brought in. There are long lines at the emergency department and the ICU bed and the regular hospital bed packed to capacity. Some hospitals in the Northeast postponing elective surgeries to a accommodate all the young patients. Doctors, meanwhile, telling parents that young kids who are lethargic and having a hard time breathing should be brought to the ER right away. For Early News, I'm Noam Layden. A mother is seeking answers after her son went out for a night in Hell's Kitchen and never came home. It's similar to the death of a second victim, although police haven't yet connected these two cases officially. John, John Umberger's family doesn't know what happened to him. He was 33 years old. He was found dead inside of a building on East 61st Street. His mother is Linda uh, Clary, and she spoke to ABC7. John is calling us in lack of his presence. He's saying, you all have to step up. I did so much for you. You have to step up and do things. So Clary's a nightmare regarding her son began May 28th. Umberger was out with friends but ended up at a bar on 48th Street and 8th Avenue. That was about 3 in the morning. Video shows him getting into a vehicle. Then on June 1st, police found Clary dead inside the building where he was staying. His phone was gone, bank account emptied, and credit card maxed out. The cause of death is pending, but Clary says initial findings show extreme amounts of fentanyl and lidocaine in his system. Now, Clary then learned of the death of Julio Ramirez, who was last seen leaving a bar on West 46th Street with three men back on April 21st. Ramirez was then found dead in the back of a taxi who was robbed and his bank account also emptied, similar to what happened to Umberger. The NYPD confirms they are investigating both of, of these deaths, but it is unclear if these two deaths are in fact connected. A 21-year-old man shot in the stomach. This happened in the Bronx just after 6 p.m. on Sunday, right near East 149th Street and Jackson Avenue in the Mott Haven section. The victim of that shooting was taken to the hospital where he is expected to survive. So far, no arrests have been made, and the circumstances surrounding that shooting are unknown. An investigation is ongoing. Environmentalists are not happy that Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey is trying to bring back a bear hunt to northern New Jersey. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has more. Environmental activist Jeff Tittle says the state needs to put together a plan for non-lethal methods to control the population. New Jersey still hasn't dealt with the issue of garbage or baiting bears or feeding bears, which is a major problem. The more bears see people as a source of food, the more 
potential problems there can be. Murphy opposed the bear hunt while campaigning and did not renew the hunt when the previous plan expired. However, he now says New Jersey's black bear population is growing significantly and non-lethal bear management strategies alone are not enough to mitigate the trend. The New Jersey Fish and Game Council will discuss the matter at a meeting this coming Tuesday. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. A judge has dismissed the criminal case against a northern New Jersey police chief accused of using officers to perform escorts for his private funeral home business. Superior Court Judge Marilyn Clark dismissed the indictment earlier this month, saying suspended Saddlebrook Police Chief Robert Cugler had not violated the intent of a 1978 ordinance barring police escorts to and from banks or for any other purpose. Saddlebrook's mayor, Robert White, spoke to NBC New York last year about this. I was initially uh, very shocked, uh, especially at the, the seriousness of the charges. Clark said the attorney general's office should have let the grand jury know that it was a common practice for Saddlebrook to provide police escorts and that Kugler never derived any economic benefit from them. Hugler was charged in March of 2021 at about the time he entered the Republican primary for sheriff of Bergen County. He stayed in that race following his indictment in September of that year, at which time he was suspended without pay. He subsequently lost the general election. After the judge dismissed the case against him, Kugler vowed to seek reinstatement as chief, calling the case brought against him by the state attorney general's Office of Public Integrity and Accountability a false narrative. A man was beaten to death with a wooden board. This happened during a fight with a group outside of a gas station in Queens. This deadly attack about 2 p.m. on Sunday outside of a BP gas station on Junction Boulevard in Corona, Queens. Mohammed Sheikh was on the overnight shift and saw the fight unfold. I saw some people were there fighting, maybe around two groups were there, around uh, 10, 12 people. I saw that he he fall down in the floor, they're going to hit the wood with the Side in the, I saw what they are hitting maybe two times. Investigators say there was an argument and Esvin Vasquez was repeatedly hit with this wooden board. Vasquez was married. He was the father of a one-year-old son, both still in Guatemala. Vasquez was working at a furniture store during the day to build a better life. He died at a hospital of severe head trauma. An investigation is ongoing and so far no arrests. It's not yet known just what that argument was all about. The MTA has announced 14 days of gridlock alert for the 2022 holiday season. This first gridlock alert day of the holidays will be Wednesday, November 16th. That'll be followed by 13 more days right through the end of this year. The New York City Department of Transportation designates the days expected to experience the heaviest volume of traffic as gridlock alert days. And one of those days is November 30th when the annual tree lighting ceremony will take place at Rockefeller Center, and uh, this year's tree from Queensbury, New York. It's an 82-foot-tall Norway spruce donated by Neil Leibowitz and his family, who are more than happy to give up their tree. It'll be decorated with over 50,000 multicolored red lights and a three-dimensional Svorsky star, which weighs approximately 900 pounds and is covered in 3 million crystals. And the ceremony will be broadcast, of course, the uh, Christmas at Rockefeller Center special on NBC from 8 to 10 p.m. that night, November 30th. Well, the animated voice of Batman for some three decades has passed away. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has a story. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. 
Batman! Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman since 1992, died on Thursday at the age of 66. His death was announced by his rep, Gary Miranu and Warner Brothers. A cause wasn't disclosed, but he reportedly had been battling cancer. An actor with credits on stage, television, and film, Conroy became the voice of the title character of Batman, the animated series. He went on to voice the Dark Knight in nearly 60 different productions, including 15 films, and more than 15 animated series spanning nearly 400 episodes and more than 100 hours of television. 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. If you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.